My name is John. I'm the uh, Children, Youth, and Family Pastor here at Bethany Northeast. It's so great to be able to share this Christmas message with you this afternoon or this evening, whatever the, the time of day is. Um, this is one of the, um, I think we would agree, maybe one of the best stories um, ever told or ever maybe heard in Scripture, and also one of the more exciting stories that we get to participate in, we get to listen to, and so um, I'm excited to share with you. In Luke, the scripture that we just heard, chapter 2, in those verses, uh, 4 through 15, we, we read about Mary and Joseph as they travel to Bethlehem. We've, we've heard the story before, right? This isn't new news, maybe. But it's interesting because they encounter an issue. They encounter, as they're there, they encounter this thing that's called childbirth, and I don't know if you've been through that before. I haven't, but my wife has. So I will not try to pretend like I have. I understand that's dangerous. Doesn't work out. And, and she's, it's pregnancy, labor is happening. It's imminent. The baby is coming and coming soon. The story goes on to tell us that Mary and Joseph, they then give birth to a baby boy named Jesus, who an angel had previously had told Mary about. So we get that part of the story. I think we've heard that part of the story. But something that amazes me about this story, each time I read it and that just stands out to me, is the shepherd's response to the unexpected good news. This, this for me, just, it pops out, it stands out, it like screams at me because most of the time when you read in scripture, an angel appeared to blank or an angel appeared to this person or that person, you typically will hear the angel then say, but do not be afraid. Like, don't freak out. It's okay. Like, don't be afraid. Don't panic. Don't be nervous. Do not be afraid. And there's that initial feeling, I think, this feeling of an angelic being or this presence that just meets you, that makes you a little bit, like, freeze. And as I put myself in that position or I put myself in that story as someone who's experiencing not just an angelic being but a creature and a being of God, so you get a piece of who God is in a sense, too. Never experienced it before, but I'm I'm just imagining what this was like. The closest thing to memory... I remember back when I was younger, and I wish I could say I was in first or third grade. I was like maybe ninth or tenth grade. So I was a student, like some of you guys that are sitting here. And I had the honor and privilege to meet like one of my heroes, like someone that I looked up to, someone that I thought I wanted to like be like. His name was Namdi Asamoah. Can you, can you say Asamoah? It's a great name. I mean, who wouldn't want to be like that guy? And Namdi Asamoah... He was a, a cornerback for the Oakland Raiders. He also played for the Green Bay Packers. He was this athlete, and he was amazing. And I said, man, I, I love this guy. This guy ended up coming to my little hometown church in Pittsburgh, California, to speak to students like me. And so as I'm sitting there, he's speaking, and he's not just an amazing guy, but he also has a testimony, and he's sharing what God means to him, like how he actually encountered God in his life. And he's sharing that, and as a student, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, this is, I don't know if you know this, but I love you, dude. Keep talking. And I'm in my seat. I'm in the back left section, and I'm just going, okay, like, don't say anything. Don't ask any questions. Just enjoy the moment, John. Don't mess this up. And like the great person he is, he notices that I'm extra quiet, and he goes, you, back there, what's your name? And I go, Jonathan. I used to go by Jonathan back then. 
And, oh, thank you. <laughs> this is Jonathan. And he goes, yeah, do you have a question for me? At this time, he was taking questions and answers. He was answering some questions. And I said, um, uh, do, do you run a lot in football? And, like, usually that phrase is followed by, like, and you can hear a pin drop in the room. It was so quiet. But, like, the issue was everyone was laughing. And I couldn't tell if it was at me or if it was, like, funny to hear that. But I froze that moment because, to me, this guy, and he, and he answered graciously. But to me, this was one of the heroes in my life. I wanted to be like Namdi Asma. And I don't mean to compare someone who I think is, like, my uh, football star or like a celebrity pop star. You can't com- really compare that to an angelic being or the presence of God, right? Those are uncomparable. But my point in that is that there, there's humanity that comes that's involved in when you experience something that is unexpected. There's a piece of humanity, there's a piece of you that has to just have this reaction that maybe you don't expect, but really how you respect, how you respond in that moment is in some ways out of your control. There's humanity that exists in each and every one of us, and the temptation in that, I feel like, I'll speak personally for my life, is sometimes I elevate maybe the fear or the unexpectancy over the good side of maybe this could be a great thing. I go, ooh, this could, I don't know. And so it's interesting to me that the angels actually say, do not be afraid. I love the shepherds and how they respond. Because the unexpected good news that's delivered to the shepherds, and we understand who the shepherds were. We understand what shepherds are. We know that they're not the highest class of people. We get this part of the story. These are common folk that are doing a job outside, in the heat or in the cold. But their mentality is so right on. Because if they responded in fear to begin with, they then were reassured because the angel then says this. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. Then it says, you will find a baby wrapped in snuggly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. The angel then gives them some reassurance of this is the good news, but also this is the sign that is to follow. This is your reassurance you don't have to be afraid. I understand that might have been the first, the first thing you felt, but you don't have to stay there, and here's why. The sign that they actually receive is then followed by this. I love this part of Scripture. As the angel is telling them, it says this, that a host of angels join them in saying this. This is beautiful. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast of hosts of other, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God, glory to God in the highest. It's interesting to me that the sign that they were looking for, that they were presented with, brings praise. Like the recognition of who God is and what's happening, what's about to happen, brings praise to that situation. And they may not have shouted with joy, but the angels were like, we're going to do it, though. We're going to make some noise because this is a good thing. So you have a group of shepherds who are unsure. Maybe they're fearful. Then the angel goes, this is the sign that you're looking for. The sign then is preceded with some, or followed by praise, and the praise is going to actually lead them to the gift, which is Jesus. This is such a beautiful 
wrapped in, I think, response by the shepherds because oftentimes fear of the unknown and unexpected will lead myself, I'll speak personally, spiraling. Like I may not know what it is. I may not know what's going to happen. I may not know what to expect in the next year. I may not know what to expect in the next moment. The shepherds were minding their business, doing their thing, and then all of a sudden they're interrupted. The last part of verse 15 that makes me laugh just a tiny bit is this. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They go from fear. They go from a place of, I don't know what this is, but here are the signs, angels. Here are the signs you can look for. Here's the praise. Here's your confirmation. There's praise happening. This is a good thing. And they go, okay, let's go. Like, I guess we're ready. (laughs) This is amazing. They go, a let's go mentality. And I think often, how often do I jump from unexpectancy to a let's go mentality? How easy, it just, how easy is it to stay in that, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to sit here in, the, in kind of the fear of the unknown until I see someone else do something, and then maybe I'll jump on board, and I'll go with that direction. This is a leap of faith the shepherds take. And at the end of this, this scripture that we know of, that they, they, the, the writer is telling us, then they have a let's go, let's go see about this mentality. There's an important word in that, in that verse that speaks to us, and it says this in the bottom half, it says, Let's see, that's, let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Previously, we know the angel is speaking to them. The Lord is nowhere present in that, in that which has happened, right? So now they're saying, let's go see that which the Lord has spoken to us, which means they took the word that was spoken by the angel and said, this is the word of the Lord. That's a huge leap of faith. That's a big jump between verse 4 and verse 15. That is huge for them. And then they have this excitement and joy as they enter on maybe what is unexpected. They have no idea who else is going to be there, but they know this is what the Lord has spoken to them. The story about the birth of Jesus and how, in some ways, it brings a lot of different people into different, and different walks of life into the same story. You have, you have Mary, you have Joseph, you have the Magi, you have the shepherds. They're all different. They come together to give of who they are to the person that they believe to be Jesus Christ. Not knowing, not having spoken a word, but out of faith, they go, this is what I need to be doing. That's a hard jump. That's a leap of faith. But I think we find when we read later, and as we sit here in these seats, that it's worth it. And I don't know where you see yourself in that image that Jack was showing, but maybe even that picture of Christ and that journey that they were on. I don't know where you see yourself. You might identify yourself as, I'm, I'm bringing the gifts. Maybe I'm the shepherd. Maybe you feel like you're more of a Mary or Joseph in the story. I don't know which you identify with the most, but I can tell you this. In this community, with these people that are around you to your left and right, it doesn't matter. We all come in bringing something. It's treasure, the value that's treasure between each of us. No matter what we share beyond beliefs of politics or what we believe in other things that are not discussed from stage, we know this, that we believe that Jesus is Christ. He's here with us. He's here for us. And this beautiful picture shows us that we can come together and we can worship a God who says, hey, follow me in faith. 
I don't have all the answers right now. I may not have everything you need to know in order to take that leap, but you can follow me because I have a promise, and that's my son. That's to fulfill the hope, and he wants to fulfill hope, and Jack touched on that beautifully earlier. And so as you hear this message of Christ, this is great news. This is great, great news because no matter where we are, this message and this message of Jesus being born can be received at any space of life. And so I want to invite you guys to close your eyes for just a quick moment. I'm going to pray. We're going to continue. God, I thank you so much for your gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for calling us and inviting us into a space of life in this present moment where we might not even feel qualified to say yes to. We may not feel qualified to even walk along the journey or to even envision ourselves in the journey that you have for us. But God, we receive your call. We accept your invitation. And we're grateful for the hope that you've promised us. God, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of our hearts and remind us of your goodness this season. We thank you for your promise and your goodness that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. A tradition that we have here um, is lighting the Christ candle. We actually do it together as a community. Um, it's cool because the center, the center candle here is the, the candle that's lit at Christmas Eve, and it represents Christ. He's at the center of everything, as he should be. He's at the center of our, our mess. He's at the center of our joy. He's at the center of our best moments. He's at the center of our deepest concerns, our worries. He is at the center. And so I want to invite a couple of students up to help get this Christmas lighting started. Go ahead, Rowan and Marin. And as the students come forward, I want to speak this verse over you. They're going to light from the center Christ candle. And then right here, the front row, we're going to start here and just kind of go around. Rowan's going to go that way. Marin's going to go that way. And you're going to just kind of light off each other. But here's the verse I want to speak before that happens. It's 1 John. It's a few verses. It says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 4 says, The Word gave life, the word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. As a symbol of faith and belief in what we know Christ to do, we're going to light our candles and believe that Christ being at the center of our hope and our faith is going to spread like wildfire through this room, but also through this community as we light candles together. Amen? Amen. All right, go ahead and light. 